Hello and welcome back to the podcast. You know, we kind of took a little break last week from getting into what was going on in our own lives because there was so much drama going on and we don't have a shortage of drama this week, but we're just going to get back into it. Although it has been kind of too quiet in our mm-hmm. lives lately. Too quiet indeed. But um, we had one of our friends engagement parties last week and it's kind of just that time in our lives where everyone's getting engaged, married, getting a dog. <laughs> yeah, lots of those things going on. And I'm actually working on planning my engagement party. Are you now? Mm. Yeah, you know all about it. But um. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to do one at first, but really, I definitely feel like it's just become such a thing over the last few years. It has. Um, and for us, like I kind of understand because everyone wasn't there for the proposal that we would want to celebrate with. So now we're right. going to like do that. But um, a lot of people now will do like an engagement party when they get proposed to. Yes. It's become almost a staple to have either like a surprise engagement party there on your proposal day or a big engagement party after. Well, not necessarily big, but a engagement party. Yeah, I feel like it didn't used to be such a thing. It was Mm -mm. like bridal shower, wedding, and now it's like this comes first. There's Um, so many events that come with weddings these days. Yeah, it's a lot. But um, that's kind of what I've been focusing on and doing. And then I guess also I've been planning St. Patrick's Day party because – We always talk about, and we talked about it so much, about Halloween and how I always host Halloween, and I'm the one every year for our friend group that hosts it, and, you know, we always do St. Patrick's Day, too, but we kind of just, like, sweep that one under the rug for some reason. No, that's wild, because I feel like we've almost, like, you've hosted St. Patrick's Day longer than than Halloween. Yeah. But we never like hype it up and we never really talk about it to the lead up. It just happens. It's like how like it feels. That's exactly what happened this year. So we always do like a brunch and then Mm -hmm. take a bus and go out and go bar hopping. And yeah, you're not going to be here. It's going to be sad. But um, again, wedding. A wedding. Yeah. That's just how it is these days. Um, But yeah, so we're doing that too. So I guess that'll be fun. That's fun. But we just kind of we're having like our little old lady adult lives we right now are. we're, we're in, in our season <laughs> we're in our season so um yeah that's really what's been going on but the oscars came through with all the drama that we need to talk about because mm-hmm. wouldn't be the oscars without it um starting off with the all the red carpet drama because it seems like everything really was going down Truly. on the red carpet so First and foremost, we had Ashley Graham, who was being a red carpet host. She was asking people questions as they walked through. Hugh Grant happened to be one of those people, and she started asking him the basic questions. Who are you wearing? Who are you excited to see when? Mm-hmm. How was it being in this film that was, you know, up for nominations, I'm sure. And so she was just going through asking the questions for whatever reason, Hugh Grant did not want to play along. <laughs> he was giving one to two word answers and making it almost impossible. He to, was giving awkward. He was giving he, nothing. Nothing to work with. So um, props to her for keeping the conversation going. However, Twitter did have a field day with the 
awkwardness that everybody had to witness and it kind of just seemed out of pocket like what was the reasoning um you kind of know when you're like in that situation you're going to be asked these questions right how do you not have pre-loaded answers that's what I was thinking because at first I thought to myself oh maybe he was just having a rough day but at the same time, this is his job. Like this is like a component of his work. And I may go into work and not feel like talking, but small talk is a part of the job. I can't just be like, nothing, no suit or whatever he said, so, just a suit. Let's do, let's <laughs> do a dramatic reading for the listeners because it's kind of hilarious. Yeah, it is. Okay, so Graham says... Are you excited by the prospect of any certain actors winning? No, not in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight? Just a suit. So tell me, what was it like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. How was shooting something like that? Well, I was barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but you still showed up and had fun. Um, almost. I honestly, (laughs) it's hard to even read, like, go back through that situation. I was floored. (laughs) Like, I was like, what is going on? Like, I feel secondhand awkwardness right now. Um, yeah, that is just an interesting thing. Also, speaking of drama on the red carpet, though, Vanessa and Austin Butler had an Mm -mm. awkward run in. Um, so she kind of just ran past him, pulled out her phone, pretend to be looking at her phone. He didn't see till she was kind of past already. And you could kind of almost see the relief he felt that it was like, it was over. She's passed. <laughs> yes. I would have so, done the same thing. Um, and then also passing people on the red carpet, Haley Bieber showed up. Justin Bieber was not walking the carpet with her. However, he was there. Supposedly, he just went in a back door and did not walk with her. But Haley Bieber went to do her posing on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And typically, there's a lot of people who run the red carpet, employees or you know, press coordinators that will tell you when you can walk through, wait, let these people take some pictures, next person go, next person right. go. So Order. a lot of people are there to facilitate and make sure that something like what happened to Haley Bieber doesn't happen. So it almost seemed to people watching that maybe it was on purpose to shade her for everything that's been going on. So she was trying to pose and multiple celebrities a lot of people. went through the background and ruined her photos. Um, that's very unfortunate, and I didn't realize until looking into it further that that's not a common thing. No, all it's, the people walking behind. Yeah, it's very uncommon. I think interesting. So I was kind of wondering maybe did they show up late, and so it was kind of coming to an end, and people were just Could running be. through. But it I was, was the wondering after party. Yeah, exactly. But I'm wondering if they showed up late for that red carpet and just Mm -hmm. went into the party because, like I said, he didn't walk Uh, with her. Could be. So they just went straight in. So that's kind of maybe what I was thinking, but I don't know. Also, maybe it was on purpose. And, um, 
you don't know. It seemed like this was on purpose, though. Um, Kylie Jenner ignored Hailey Bieber on Mm -hmm. the Oscars red carpet. Yes. And that was very odd. Very painful to watch. Yeah. I almost thought that Kendall did the same things. It seems like those two were a little more cordial. But at the same time, it seemed like the Jenner sisters were keeping their distance from Haley. Which is odd because Kendall is supposed to be very good friends with her. Mm-hmm. So I know they did say hi to each other, just not Kylie. But it still felt very weird how she was acting with her too. And, you know, I guess all I would say about that situation is... If they really are or were best friends, I feel like they're showing the true colors of that friendship because if it's like, oh, you're in hot water, I don't want to be seen with you in public. That's not friendship. Yeah, that's that's harsh. Um, But speaking of more Kardashian drama, Mm. they were allegedly banned from the Met. We're saying banned, but they're just not going to be invited to the Met Gala this year, supposedly. And... People are speculating that it was because Kim Kardashian wore that Marilyn Monroe dress. Yeah. And the fashion people are not happy about that. No, because the dress itself is essentially an artifact of fashion. And the Met Gala is essentially a fundraiser for artifacts of fashion. So for someone to come in and allegedly ruin or taint an artifact of fashion, like why would you bring them back? There's also speculation that Anna Wintour is hashtag team Selena. So who's to say? Maybe it's just weird timing. Maybe it's a coincidence, but. Yeah, people were also wondering if it was had anything to do with Kanye. Um, and yeah, like the dress thing, that was a very big deal. I remember when that was happening, like the mm-hmm. time that it was happening. And I don't know if we can find any pictures, but I do remember people pulling up pictures at the time showing the dress. And the damage. That it was damaged. I do too. And I want to say that Ripley's, believe it or not, because they're the ones that own the dress, put out a statement in defense of Kim. But it's still hard to say, you know, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. It hasn't been confirmed that they're not invited. It's just been in talks that they're not going to be invited. And if that is true, it's going to be interesting to see who does get invited. I was going to say the same thing. Because that will kind of show maybe the reasoning behind why they they aren't there. I find it interesting that it hasn't been confirmed. I mean, I feel like it won't be confirmed until the red carpet is happening. But yeah. the Met Gala, I feel like that's planned months and months and months in advance because when does that happen? In May, the first, the first so Monday. So we're gonna of May. find out real soon. Real soon, we're gonna know who's there and who's not. Well, I know actually we um we were just talking about this. I started watching Next in Fashion on mm-hmm. Netflix, and they did like a Met Gala look for the one of the challenges, and they were talking about on the show how. Met Gala designers plan a year in advance. Yes, it is incredibly far out. So if that's the case, though, wouldn't they already know if they were going? Mm-hmm. Because they would have Absolutely. to have an outfit. So 
I wonder what they are thinking of this and if it's true. So I guess we'll find out and we will update you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also Kris Jenner starred in Megan Trainor's new music video for Mother. I found this. This was really interesting just given the time of them being speculated not to be invited to the Met Gala and all of the rumors around the Marilyn Monroe dress. In this music video, Chris spoofed, which obviously she's not like the creative director for this, but she's spoofing Marilyn Monroe's iconic Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend routine. So it's like very Marilyn Monroe-esque in the midst of that could be the reason they're not invited to the gala. So could be an Easter egg, if you will. Easter egg? <clears throat> um also oh th- it's just never quits it feels like all these things are coming out about the kardashians now kind of how we were talking about with yeah with that situation that was going on and everybody was like the kardashians are done like people are over this and now all of a sudden all these things one after the other there's also um new rumors that chloe is dating tristan thompson again he was seen attending Chloe's best friend's birthday party and they drove separately. So people think they were trying to throw off the paparazzi by showing up separately. Mm-hmm. But then people were like, wait, we're not idiots. You would not be invited to your the best friend's birthday no. if they weren't together. That no. would be wild. So they're not fooling anybody. <laughs> mm And so, yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on there. And then also we had, so Miley Cyrus supposedly, allegedly, it's rumored that. Supposedly, allegedly. (laughs) You just can't be sure. um, That she made Kendall Jenner cry backstage at the Versace fashion show. I could see that. I really could see that because I feel like Miley is very authentically herself will speak her mind in her i am coming for everyone era like including liam yeah she (laughs) is not playing around so and then after that supposedly the exchange happened kendall's crying and supposedly miley makes a comment about and i'm not done i'm gonna take care of all of you bullies something along those lines insinuating that all those girls that were in that drama, she's coming for them. And so after that comment gets made, Haley Bieber posts an Instagram story listening to the new Miley album and tags Miley in it. I don't think that's going to save her from the wrath of Miley. If Miley's pissed that she thinks that Haley's being a bully, I don't think her listening to the album is going to save her. <laughs> well, then on the other side of it, Selena posts an Instagram photo and tags Miley in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes, but the girls are still fighting, mm-hmm. it seems. Um, and then also Miley did put out that new album. And there is another song on there that people are thinking is right about Liam. Yeah, And it's called Muddy Feet. And the lyrics are, you smell like perfume that I didn't purchase. Now I know why you've been closing the curtains. Get the F out of my house. It's pretty straightforward. Um, not much to read into yeah, there. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, people are saying that that is also about Liam on top of the flowers song that came out. Interesting. It will be interesting to see the music video for that. If there is one. Yeah. Maybe there'll be more. Um, but speaking of Disney channel stars, Cole Sprouse was totally torn to pieces for his call her daddy interview. And you know what is so funny? I feel like everybody who goes on there, it's either like super, super well received or like everyone hates them after. Yeah. There's really no No in between when it comes to these interviews because he is getting dragged on the internet. It is so wild. So people were not happy with this interview. He was smoking inside um, Which he, he asked if he could. Yes, but not making excuses. Smoking's not cool, but it was it was very weird. Let's let's do the highlights of the interview and then mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about what people were um, upset about on mm-hmm. it. So he said him and Dylan grew up being the breadwinners for the family. He doesn't have a relationship with his mom anymore, although she was one of the main reasons that they got into acting and everything they were doing. Um, so now it's just him, Dylan, and his dad. He claims in the interview that he has been cheated on by every single ex-girlfriend. Um, he said, if not physically, emotionally. And there has been an anonymous TikTok account that claims that he is actually the cheater and that wasn't true. Um And then, yeah, people were just not happy. He was using a lot of big words Mm -hmm. and taking some long pauses. It seemed to me that he was trying to be very careful about what he was saying. Right. And it almost would have worked out better for him if he didn't do that because people were saying, like, he's pretentious, he's whatever. Yeah. It came across to a lot of people almost like an act. Like he was putting on this facade and being very pretentious in his way of speaking. But I think to your point, it could have easily been he was thinking through and very sincere about what he wanted to say. Um, I saw one comment that stuck with me and it was it was something along the lines of, you know, actors are just really cool theater kids. And theater kids, they love to put on a performance. So, I mean, that could have been exactly what he was doing. Yeah, I don't know. It definitely did not um, go over too well for him. But you said, too, that I think he's going on another podcast. He is. um, Forget the name of it. Maybe he'll get some redemption Mm -hmm. there. Um, We can only hope. But, yeah, and then also going on podcasts. Jenna Ortega went on a podcast, and it kind of got some people being like, is she going to get in trouble for this? Yeah. so she went on Dax Shepard's podcast called Armchair Expert, and she was talking about filming the show Wednesday. And originally she said when she was going in to film this, she thought it was going to be a much more mature version of this, like a dark, mature version of the show. Right. Or spinoff. And she was thinking that this was going to be for an older audience, not mm-hmm. a young audience. So as the character was developing, she said that she often were was changing lines on the spot. And she said, it's not professional. You're not really supposed to do that. But she said that basically if she wouldn't have, this character would have not been a good character. She was so invested in keeping the character 
to be good. She basically saved the character by being unprofessional and changing the lines because Mm -hmm. she felt like the writing was way too immature for what this character was supposed to be. And people were wondering, like, is she going to get in trouble for saying all this? I was going to say... They're supposed to be doing a season two. season two. And it's interesting that she would speak speak out about those things so soon. I feel like you typically hear of actors talking about that sort of thing years after or like after some time after like a final season but we're in the midst of it so fingers crossed for a season three two no season three season two is already happening but will there oh, be a season oh. three <laughs> was like, what? <laughs> what well it's gonna be awkward going to work when uh that just happened mm-hmm. also though she was just in the new scream six And you saw that, didn't you? Yeah, and I thought it was really good. So Scream 6 just came out. They brought back um, Courtney Cox. She was... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Gail Weathers. And she was, I think, one of the only OG, like, characters in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But they had, like, a whole new cast, and I really liked it. I Mm -hmm. thought it was really good. It was very gory. I will say that. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but... It was interesting because it's Scream 6. So in the movie, they made a lot of references to the fact that this is a sequel because they were talking about Mm -hmm. the previous murders and everything. And so there were so many references about how this is a sequel and this is a franchise and this Mm -hmm. is a... And at the end of it, they alluded to there being another one. Really? And so I'm just like, how are they going to play into that again? Because they played into it so hard in this one. Right. So I'm not sure how that's going to go, but it did seem like there's going to be a Scream 7. You know what I find interesting? This is the last thing I'll say on the matter. Why all these creepy, spooky movies come out in theaters in the spring or the summer, but never in the fall. Why did this not come out in October around Halloween? Like Wednesday. That came out in December. I don't know. Around the holidays. I didn't really notice. No, I always do because I think about that with even like Hocus Pocus when that came out back in the day. It was in like July. That is so weird. Yeah. It just seems like poor planning. <laughs> Guess the timing just isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of bad timing, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend picked a bad time to go on a trip because she came home to being kicked out of the house. So Tiger Woods was dating... Erica Herman and allegedly he said you know pack your bags go on this trip and when she came back she was locked out Mm -hmm. and she had been contacted by not him telling I think it was his lawyers to be honest telling her that she was no longer living there and she needed to leave so I think he misspoke and he he meant pack your bags and leave there's the door. Well, she is suing him for $30 million. And um, it was actually interesting. I was thinking about this. So I don't know what the case is going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, he reportedly locked her out and misappropriated $40,000 of her own money. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the facts are. But she's claiming that they had a verbal agreement that she was living there. Mm-hmm. And I looked this up because I saw before that there 
are laws that protect people when they live with other people so that you, you can't just be kicked out. Mm-hmm. So if you qualify as, instead of being a guest, if you qualify as an occupant, mm-hmm. there's like a fine line. But if you qualify as an occupant in the law's eyes, mm-hmm. you have to be given 30 to 45 days notice before you're evicted. So there is a chance that if the court were to rule for some reason that she was an occupant there and not just a guest, she could win some money. How does she prove that? So they do it by different ways, but one of the main ways to prove that you're an occupant and not just a guest is by receiving mail to the address. And so actually there was a Netflix docuseries. Bro. I feel like she had to have gotten mail there. Like an Amazon package. How easy would that? There's no way she didn't send an Amazon package there. Well, I think it might be like an actual letter, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess if you want, yeah, I guess <laughs> you could say that. Um, so I actually saw a Netflix docuseries a while ago when it was called Worst Roommate Ever. Mm-hmm. And it was different people in different episodes were featured. But in this episode, there was a guy, Jameson Bachman, and he would go from place to place and become a tenant, but then he would stop paying any money and refuse to leave. And it worked out for him to points where he would get to stay places for years. So he basically, he was a lawyer. And Mm -hmm. he would use that and use all these rights against the owners of the home, even to the point of basically moving in with somebody as a roommate, having them leave their own home and staying and occupying it for years. You're joking. So it's definitely a thing. It's definitely happens. Um, He ended up going to jail because he was, yeah he committed other crimes, Mm. but it was all about how he got away with it just based on the law of how you can kick out tenants or not. Yeah. I didn't realize until you explained all of this with this case, like how many rights people have. Well, even squatters have rights. If you squat somewhere for so long, you are technically living there. It's it's the laws around that stuff is wild, but I th- I'm pretty sure from what I read in California, it mm-hmm. is a lot more in the favor of the owner of the property. Mm-hmm. Where in some states, it's more in the favor of the, the occupant. Op- yeah, the occupant. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I feel like it might just turn into him paying her to like drop it. Yeah, to um, keep quiet. But. He just does not have good luck in relationships. Um, Very unfortunate. Yeah. Well, let's get into some shady stories about bad luck in relationships. Shady story number one. This one has a title. It's called Payback. I used to have a best friend I'll call Casey who would make me pay for everything. I mean everything. Weeks worth of groceries, clothes, makeup, anything. One year, I paid for every single one of her Christmas presents for her family members. I paid for our trips out of the area, including trips to Disneyland and Vegas. 
If we went to Target or Walmart, she would load the cart up with unnecessary items, and when we'd go to the register, she would grab her very young daughter and say she needed to use the restroom and disappear until it was all paid for by me. I went into some serious debt because of all of this. Why would anyone in their right mind do any of this? One guess. I was pretty much in love with her husband. One day, Casey had the audacity to tell me that she spoke with her mother-in-law, saying that she was uncomfortable and didn't want me to buy her things and always pay for everything. I was flabbergasted. So at that point, I was done with paying for anything and everything she wanted. But one item I would buy her was an expensive powder foundation. I would go buy a cheap brand, open it up, pour it into an empty expensive brand container, and tape it back. She never knew the difference. When we would go to the store, I would disappear on her just like she would do to me. Every time I would do this, she would get so angry with me and pick a huge fight. I eventually got fed up with the way she would treat me, and I finally decided to express my feelings to her husband. To my surprise, he told me that he felt the same way towards me. We began to have an affair which lasted for years. Casey and her husband eventually got a divorce, but not because she found out about us. Casey never knew about our affair. Her ex-husband and I are still officially together to this very day. All I can ever think of, this was the ultimate payback. I have a few thoughts. First, brilliant title. (laughs) Secondly, I think it's funny how she wrote, one guess. I was in love with her husband. Like, that was the obvious answer. (laughs) That was not my first guess. (laughs) No, I feel like there was, like she was in debt, you know, she was scamming me. No, I was in love with her husband. Okay. Um, anyways. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I didn't get that either, but. And then this whole, like taking like a cheap foundation and pouring into an expensive bottle. I've heard via TikTok that like, that's a scam that like many people do. To who, who does it? To themselves. Like they'll like, this is what I heard on TikTok. So Somebody will go to like uh, like a drugstore like, and get like a really cheap foundation. And then they will also go to like Sephora and get a very expensive foundation. They will pour the expensive foundation into the cheap bottle and the cheap bottles foundation into the expensive one. And then they'll take the expensive one back to like a Sephora. Oh, like return, return it. Return that bottle. But they actually have the expensive formula. Isn't that messed up? Yeah, I feel like also if we've learned anything from TikTok, it's that there's very good dupes for everything now. So like that is just not worth the crime. No. If you can't do the crime, don't don't do the makeup. Oh. Um, (laughs) I don't think that's it. It's if you can't do the tie. Whatever. It's good. It's good. It's fine. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. This one I would say is like six out of ten. Four. I was unamused. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like, this was funny. This was funny. (laughs) Anyway, shady story number two. My uncle is really shady, but I think this is funny. And for legal reasons, I won't say much, but let's get into it. My uncle P was a thief and he was a really good one. He could steal pretty much anything. And one day, good old uncle P was in a man's urinal in a public park and decided, hey, this hand washer is pretty efficient. So he whipped out his screwdriver, yes, he carried them around, and took the blow hand dryer thing, I don't know what the name is, to be honest, and simply carried it out, and no one stopped him. 
He put it in the bathroom in his own house, and he so, and when he sold it, it was considered a novelty. And my mom and her all and all her cousins always talk about how funny that hand dryer thing at Uncle P's house is. I think it's funny that they're like, no one stops him. Like, who who would stop? Who would be looking for that to happen? I mean, how do you walk out with like a big hand dryer? Because there's a park. It's still out of control. Why do people take things from the most obscure places? Like everybody who's like, oh, I just can't help myself. I have to take this cup from the restaurant. People like, I don't know, grow an attachment to items and they just like. That they use for 10 minutes. Just go back yeah, to that some restaurant. Some people have and attachment issues. <laughs> he was attached to this hand dryer. Yeah. How could it he not? a lot to him. Eight. It just makes me think of like. All the TikToks I've seen of people being like, well, you're coming home with me. Yes. It's like a cute, <laughs> a cute cup or something. I would say this is, well, we don't know the actual shady stuff he did. Like the hand dryer on a scale of one to 10. Peak comedy, eight. <laughs> but other things that I can speak to. This one, this was funny. Yeah, I would say seven out of 10. Yay. Okay, shady story <laughs> number three. My parents got divorced when I was one or two, and I used to see my dad every weekend. We would go fishing, camping, or just do nothing, but it was fun. Also, I would go to Granny's house, my dad's mom, every Sunday. I would see and play with my cousins. Once again, fun times. Then, when I was around nine, maybe ten, my mom told me my dad didn't want to see me and quit paying child support. I believed her because it was my mom who never did anything wrong. I didn't see my dad much at all after that. Fast forward when I was 19, I was in a motor vehicle accident. I had severe brain trauma, broken ribs, and a broken clavicle. I was in a coma for four and a half weeks and had to rehab to walk again. It took about six months after the hospital to be able to remember things, especially short-term memory, but I healed thankfully. I started getting bills from credit card companies that I didn't remember having. My mother had opened them and maxed all of them out while I was in the hospital. She tried to convince me that I had gotten the cards before my wreck, but I knew I hadn't. I got the cards and I just left home and was homeless for around six months. I worked to pay off my debt. One night, I ran into old high school buddies, so we went to the bar. I got wasted and woke up in the hospital. The nurse asked me if I had someone to come get me. I said no, I didn't, but she knew my dad and mentioned that she knew he loved me and would come get me. I agreed and he got me. I stayed with him and told him I was homeless. He told me that he could stop paying child support to my mom now then. I said that she told me that she, he had stopped years ago, and he said he was still paying now. We went and stopped it the next day. I still wondered why he never came around or wanted to see me, so I'm still not close to him. I've not seen her talk to my mom in 17 years, and I might talk to my dad once a year. I have many, many stories of times she screwed me over, but I just kept taking it. I know that what was done to me was wrong but i have no hate or ill feelings toward anyone i'm happily married and i love life oh well i'm glad there's a happy ending because that's a really sad story yeah i i also am glad there's a happy ending to that that is so messed up and to as soon as he said he couldn't remember things and she said that he was getting credit card bills how awful no 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 yeah that is terrible um but it seems like things ended up working out for you and also recovered from a terrible accident. Yeah. So on the bright side there, um, this is so shady. This is like, it's disgusting. Like I don't even want to like rate it because 
It just makes me tops sad. Tops the charts. Yeah, tops the charts. Um, That's terrible. But I would say that this is definitely high up there. Yeah. Well, that's a sad note to that end on. That is a on. sad note to end it on. <laughs> Don't cry. Um, But yeah, that concludes this week's episode. We're ending on a pretty sad note there with the stories. Um, But keep submitting them. Like I said, we, we kind of got some sad ones like this and then some more crimes so, so if you have something else yeah please, shady, <laughs> please keep submitting the shady stories um and yeah on patreon this week we are still doing the bonus content there so we have the oscars red carpet fashion review we're gonna do some looks from the after parties mm-hmm. too and give our two cents on those they were a little risque so we are going to talk about all that in the bonus content on Patreon. And yeah, the Shady Stories link, that link, everything is in the description. And we will see you guys on the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.